0: Angela. My name is Pam.
1: And my name is Edwin.
0: And you are listening to episode 24 of Dungeons, Dinings,
1: and Dorks.
0: Yeah, nice timing there, Pam. We got...
1: (laughs) That was much better than last time.
0: Well, last time I think we had a little lag going on. We're still... We've still got Pam remote, um, but we're still going. Social distancing
2: to the max.
1: That's one thing about podcasting is that... This is this is the perfect thing for for social distancing, because we don't actually have to be in the same room.
0: You can stay out of melee yes. range. stay out Which, of melee Edwin, range. Edwin, I'm pretty sure you are inside my melee range.
1: Yeah, but we live in the same house, so...
0: Yeah, guys are married. It's okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, true.
1: <laughs> so...
2: So Angela, what's going on with you? Oh hey, I'm glad
0: you asked. So I've got I've got friends in the Dungeons and Dragons community online and in Twitter. Well, um, one of the people that I actually play an online game with decided he wanted to do a Dungeons and Dragons online summer camp for school-aged kids. Hmm. So he got it set up. I forgot I forgot to mention that he was getting that set up in the last episode which I i don't know that he even really started mentioning anything back then so I don't know if I can't remember if that was even a thing I knew about yet but he, he started up a kickstarter to get it funded so he could buy materials and pay for the resources it would take to actually get all these kids online for these sessions and all this. Um, And as of the recording today, he's still got three days left of funding, and it's already been funded like three times over. Oh, nice. All the stretch goals, um, he's actually going to be able to pay himself a small wage for for what he's doing, which is fantastic because he actually works as a teacher. Cool. So I'm I'm really happy for him, and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I should probably tell you actually who's doing this and what it's called. Get to
2: my. Other that would page. really be helpful.
0: Oh, no, I had it right there. Um, but his name is uh Richard. I'm gonna pronounce this really badly. I'm sorry, Rich. Uh, Richard Maleno Weber. Um lost the page. No. It closed while
1: I was. I, I, uh, I have a comment. Yo. Where was this when I was a kid? <laughs> because I went to computer, you know, like summer computer club. I went to, I had to go to ESL because I was a, you know, I wasn't mm-hmm. born in this country, right? Yeah. So, I don't remember flipping through the. Oh, here are the things that you can go during the summertime. There was no Dungeons and Dragons,
0: yeah, camp,
1: or club, well, or anything here's, like that.
0: Here's the funny. Here's the funny thing. Like, it's it's been like recently realized that Dungeons and Dragons is actually really good for helping kids develop social skills because when they're playing the game, they go into interactions with other people or you know non-player characters and have interactions that they normally wouldn't encounter in in their early childhood years they'll Oh, they'll, I get that. Yeah. So it's helping them develop new social skills especially the kids who who have difficulty developing the social skills it's helping them develop them at a at a much better rate. And you know
1: it, it just to think that when I was growing up people thought that par- some parents thought that Dungeons and Dragons was from the devil.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was that was Jeff's Jeff's yeah. like upbringing too. That
0: was, yeah. And now his mom plays. And
2: now that's, his mom plays. That's like, that's, that's <laughs> she, How
1: erotic is, is that? Yeah,
0: but anyway, so yeah, a lot of schools are starting to that can is actually really loud.
1: Sorry, I got my I got my podcast drink here. Yep.
0: Uh, anyway, so a lot of a lot of schools are having their Dungeons and Dragons clubs pop up, and you know, as long as there's a teacher willing to support it, you know, they can do it. Um, but yeah, this this teacher uh, Rich he decided that he wanted to set up a summer camp because all these summer camps are getting canceled. And all these, you know, summer school things, all of them disappearing. He wanted to create something for kids that could be online and basically be their online summer camp. it's like, well, Dungeons and Dragons, you can do that. So, right. yeah. And I found the post. Um, it's called The Academy Adventures. Uh, like I said, it's it's still got three days less, left of its Kickstarter. Um but I will gladly let everyone know where they can find that. Um I don't know how many spots are open for this. I don't know if they're all called for. I'm hoping that he still has some openings, but it's it's absolutely exciting. Yes, he Oh, here it says ages eleven to fifteen. Okay. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool that he's wanting to do that, and he's he's a good guy he's he's a good player. I've heard that he's a good dm so yeah he this is pretty exciting and yeah i I thought it was really cool um, so speaking of really cool, I'm actually gonna throw this one over to Edwin. <laughs> You've been binge-watching a thing.
1: I have been binge-watching a thing. Yes.
0: Okay. Tell everybody what you... Tell everybody (laughs) what you did. What did you do?
1: So, I broke down and I subscribed to CBS All Access. For... Well, for two shows. One of which I've been binge-watching the living crap out of for the past week. And I've been watching Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> That's I, right.
0: I, I, I caught, I've been watching
1: Star Trek Discovery.
0: I caught parts of a couple of episodes and that is intense.
1: Oh, you could tell that they weren't airing that on, on WCCO. Or i not WCCR and our station, but CBS channel... You know, CBS... You know, like, what do you call it? It is Terrestrial not... Terrestrial television.
0: Yeah, it... Oh, gosh. It is... It's not Angela it's safe. It's MA.
1: It's very MA. Yeah, it, it's
0: not Angela safe. Yeah. It's like, bah!
1: So, yeah, I've been watching that, and I gotta tell you... Like, I couldn't get into Deep Space Nine. I couldn't get into um oh, what was that one called the one with with uh enterprise x1 the one with really, with a bad theme song
0: i think that was just called enterprise
1: was it called enterprise yeah enterprise yeah the one with a really bad theme song um i couldn't get into that one and i did get into voyager but i gotta tell you i'm really getting into discovery like, in a major way. Like, I can't stop watching it. It's just way too good. And it's... it. it I have a lot of questions that I hope they're going to answer. Because there's some things in that show where apparently I don't see it in any other future shows. Like, this is supposed to, sp- to span 10 years before Captain Kirk, Spock, and... Sulu. Sulu and all those other guys back in, you know, in the original Scottie. Star Trek. It does make a tie between between Discovery, between this show and the original, uh, the original Star Trek. And, in fact, I was so glad that they were playing the theme song to the original Star Trek. That made me happy. <laughs> that made me all sorts of happy.
0: Now... Sometimes you like to watch these shows on your computer, and why? Have you not been watching it on your computer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good said, segue. <laughs> you said you wanted to talk about it.
1: Okay, so about a year ago, I bought a new computer because I needed a new computer because the one I I currently have, which is I'm using now, which I can't unplug, because if I unplug this thing, it's going to only last about 10 minutes. 10 minutes and then until it shuts off. Plus, there were certain games I wanted to play that I had on my Steam account that I couldn't play because I didn't have a machine to run it. So I bought this machine a year ago. And now, it sounds like a boat motor. A sputtering motorcycle. It sounds like, like my neighbor's truck right now. <laughs> and it annoys the living Crap out of me! In fact, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons last week, where I was DMing the group, and everybody could hear. It, it, yeah. it was like, oh my gosh! Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was so, Jeff who commented, um, "I hear a sputtering motorcycle. Is everything okay?"
1: <laughs> so yeah, the CPO fan, one of the the I think a bearing, like a small, tiny bearing went out, and that was just sounding really, really bad. So I had to order one. I tried, I ordered one beginning of April. And... It took it, a month. It took a month because it was coming from China, and especially during COVID, you know, COVID land right now, it takes a while for shipping to happen. So it took it about five weeks to get here, like a month. It's a little over a month to get here and they sent the wrong part. They sent the wrong model. I was so mad. In fact, go to Newegg, because if you find this fan, an Asus laptop fan, you can see my my hatred and my displeasement of the company that shipped this to me. Anyways.
0: He wanted I, to vent about that. I wanted
1: to vent about it. I was really, really mad. But
0: he's still really, really mad. Yeah.
1: So I had to.
0: <laughs> he sent it back and he ordered a new one from a different yeah, company. So I sent
1: it back. I ordered from a different company. Right. And even though they had the picture of the fan and the model number of the fan, they still wanted me to take a picture of my fan so they could so they could compare it. So I did that. Apparently, it wasn't good enough because what they really wanted was the model insert and part number of the fan. So, I don't know how many times I've actually taken this laptop apart just to get to that fan. And <laughs> Poor it's Edwin. just, oh my gosh. Well, it's like, I just want the fan, the stupid little thing that...
2: <laughs> Poor Edwin. Nerd rant. It is, yeah. and I'm the I'm an
1: IT guy. I'm a tech guy. I've got all these certifications, and I know how to fix this thing. Except for apparently the people I've been dealing with, they're not really IT guys because they sent me the wrong part. And <laughs> even though they had the picture of the part that I ordered on right on the web on, on the website, and it looks exactly like it, is the same model, and they sent me the wrong part.
0: <laughs> Poor Edwin. Oh do you feel better now?
1: I do feel better. Okay. I'm hoping
0: <laughs> gets here. I I
1: I I expedited the this other fan, so I'm hoping it actually will get here in seven to ten days.
2: And Here's that, that thing fingers yeah. crossed. And that's that concludes Edwin's soapbox rant. Well, let's, let's- <laughs> Let's give Pam a chance on the soapbox. Okay,
0: Pam, what
1: are Pam, you you're been next up to? on the soapbox? Please mind your stuff on the soapbox. So I'm
2: just, I'm just, I'm just watching different stuff, and I noticed that lately I've been into historical satirical shows. Okay, so both movies and TV shows. So uh, TV shows.
0: So what what yeah. shows are you talking about? Like, what specific ones? Well,
2: Well, there are a couple of movies that I watched in the past that have been brought to light because of recent events. Um, One of the more popular ones is called Jojo Rabbit.
1: Oh, that's the one about the Nazis.
2: Yes. Yes, it's the one about the Nazis. And it's actually, it centers around a kid that kind of idolizes Hitler as his imaginary friend. And certain events happen, and it, it's a really cute movie that you forget that these events were part of a very <laughs> horrible big, part of history. horrific part of history. And the I like the director of it. It's the same director as Thor Ragnarok and What We Do in the Shadows. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Don't even ask. Just Google it. And this was
1: made in New Zealand
0: or something.
2: Well, the the um, the director is from New Zealand, yeah. but I don't know if it was filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. This
0: isn't Joss Whedon, is it?
1: No, no, it's no. not. Okay, it's the um, flight of the flight of the Concords, that guy. Oh, yeah. In fact, okay. I think both. I think like I just know. I think so. Was it what we do in the shadows? Because if you haven't seen, oh it, yeah, that yes. is a hilarious which, show.
2: Which is another cool TV show if yeah. you have Hulu. Or I believe it's on Fox. Is I it Angela try. safe? It no,
1: does
2: not. Tarnit, sorry, no, no. sorry. Band meeting, um,
1: band meeting.
2: It's like <laughs> <laughs> band meeting. Yes. And another another movie that I would recommend is there is, I think it was a German movie called He's Back, and it's on the same, it's on the same. Uh, Subject as Jojo Rabbit, but it's in the more hypothetical sense of what happened if Hitler were to come back from the dead and the effects that he would have in Germany if he were, and well, in fact, in the world, if he were to come back and to impose his ideals again. And in fact, there are a lot of similarities to the Trump presidency. (laughs) Uh oh oh okay so now we know where that's coming from um so yes it is a bit political just to forewarn you but it's an interesting perspective and some tv shows that i watched um oh it's actually you know what that one is a movie too there is a movie called the death of stalin
1: oh that's on that's on netflix
2: same thing yeah as he's back it's supposed to be a dark comedy yeah yeah, it's supposed to be hypothetical. Well, actually, you know, it wasn't, it's not the whole if Stan was to come back. It's that whole what happened when he died. Yeah. I heard it's
1: like, it was, and it's farcical, isn't it?
2: It's, yeah. So it, it's it's a comedy, but yeah. not in the haha comedy. It's more in the whole of a hmm, dark humor comedy. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. If you like Monty Python and like history, he might like it, but.
1: It's in my queue. I don't know. So I'm, it's, I
2: don't, know. It, don't expect it. Don't expect to ha- come out of it with a feel good no. emotion. But so you'll feel bad for finding it funny. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, but the TV show that I am, I just got working on is a, a show called The Great. It's on Hulu and it centers around Catherine the Great. I keep seeing oh.
0: advertisements for that. Yeah, me too. It,
2: it's it's, it is funny. But again, the the thing with this historical comedies, comedies, is that they're not really ha ha. It's 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 supposed to make you think, and make lighthearted of something, that is so, really dark. Yeah, those
1: those are the kind of, those are the kind of like, comedies that's like. It's like shakespearean comedy yeah. yeah yeah it's like that
2: so but i that one i'm only like about halfway in and it, it, it it's it goes along with my whole uh british monarchy shows especially when it deals with a queen coming into power and but it really stretches it really stretches it out like her husband who is the emperor of Russia, total, total tool. Let's just put it that way. Total tool. I'm sorry, it's not Angela safe. Oh, I will let you know. I would cover my ears, except
0: I've got headphones keeping the noise in.
2: Totally yeah, true. so that's the reason why I would say something else, but I can't. Um, Plus,
0: this is this but, show is supposed to be somewhat family friendly because I don't know if my nieces <laughs> yeah, and nephews will keep, be in the car
1: with we're my brothers. We're trying to keep away the explicit tag.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but that's what I've been working on. I'm so sorry that it's not exactly family you know, friendly, but it's very, it's very linked to current events.
1: Yeah, back to the uh, back to the Nazi one. Have you ever seen Man in a High Tower?
2: I have heard of that. I have not watched it yet.
1: I mean, you're talking about like what happens if like not like if Hitler comes back to power. That one is what happens if Germany and Japan, the central, the Axis powers, won World War Two.
0: Uh, that one, that, that one is not one a comedy was. in any sense. In though. any
1: form, I couldn't. It was so serious, and I felt, I felt so, like, I felt so bummed. I had to stop watching it.
2: Isn't that the same <laughs> thing as the other <laughs> show about how communists were in America? Oh, I oh the Americans. Oh, the okay, Americans. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that so one.
2: So, but. But it's along those lines where it's not supposed I, to make light of something. I don't
1: know, because I've never seen The Americans. I mean, I've seen Man in High Tower. I heard it was supposed to be good. But if anybody knows the actual, like, Philip Rock book of Man in High Tower, it's actually, like, a novella or a short story. So they're expanding on this whole universe. And apparently, like, the last season is supposed to be good and, like... You know, like you can act, you can finally find out why you know like where these images are coming from. Oh, oh, oh. spoiler! Uh- <laughs> uh, one
0: one of the things that I heard about *Man in the High Tower* is after they were done filming the show, they took all the costumes, like the replica uniforms. Yeah, all all the SS the re- uniforms and all the SS uniforms, all the all the Nazi symbols, anything that had any nazi symbolism on it yeah they burned them they 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 destroyed it they burned it to make sure no one could use it for 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 anything of that nature something nefarious yeah yeah yeah, all those all those props with the symbols on it got destroyed burned so nobody could ever uh salvage them and use them for anything else
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get back to Man High Tower. I know it's supposed to be good, but it's just one of those things. It's pretty hard to watch.
2: And I think I think <laughs> so. what's what draws me in is how how linked it is to what's going on right now, and it'll yeah. be a great conversation starter. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: Uh, this yeah. let's switch to something a little more lighthearted. That one kind of took <laughs> a hmm.
1: Except for fly the Concords and,
0: <laughs> the what we movie, did the shadows. It, it it just got a little heavy at the end there, so I'd, I'd like to switch to something a little more
2: lighthearted. So no, Angela, um, so okay, fine. Angela, the the director's name is Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yep. He's he's, he's, he's the, the director of Thor Ragnarok. Oh. Okay. And he's
1: the he's the war robot dude in in The Mandalorian.
2: Oh yes yes. Yeah, the robot assassin
1: dude.
0: I still <laughs> haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. Oh, you guys are I, I know, I know, I know. Baby Yoda. I know. I need to Speaking see.
1: Speaking of it. which, I just saw Rise of, Rise of Skywalker. Angel and I just saw oh, Rise yeah. of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Okay, for the first so how time. did you
2: guys think of I that? I cried.
1: Angel Clark cried. I thought they were rushing it in the beginning, but I thought the movie was longer than two hours.
2: Yeah, I, I got that sense of it, but. A lot of people hated on it because it just didn't seem like it was part of it. But I was like, I think it was an accurate, or not yeah, accurate, it, but it was a, an okay conclusion to the whole Skywalker saga. It was okay.
1: Yeah. I thought there was a lot of questions. It was like, wait a minute, where did that guy come from? Wait a minute. You know, the guy who... Oh, Lando. No, the guy who was actually like... Um,
0: Are you talking about... The turncoat
1: guy in in the in the in the empire. He's, he's been
0: in the last couple of ones. Yeah, but
1: he was like he was like bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, and all of a sudden he goes, "I'm actually with you guys."
0: No, I'm he like, didn't. Why, no, so Edwin? Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, and that's oh. not how it went. <laughs> That's well, it's, not been,
1: a... it's been two weeks. Good job, I good mean, job, Edwin. it two job. weeks. Hey, it's two weeks. If you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker by now, come on.
0: Ah, and in any case, that's not how it went. I think you read. I I don't think you read enough into what was going on, and we will discuss this later, young man. I
1: guess I don't know, but in I thought
0: edit here. No,
1: but I just thought I just there was certain it was so rushed. I felt like wait a minute, where did that come from? Wait a minute. where the
2: did... what? So, I don't know. I, it it wasn't as good as Rogue One, which is my personal favorite, or even New Hope, the very first Star Wars. But it, you know, it wasn't terrible. I didn't think it was terrible. I honestly thought that the sixth or seventh, the seventh one, was the worst in my opinion. Oh, I thought the eighth one was the worst. In my oh, so it was the eighth yes it
1: was eighth. the eighth the one where they were like, what was it, like lord, dern's, lord dern's uh character which is basically no we must run mm-hmm. we must run it was just like a big cat and mouse chase the whole time
2: Okay. Well, anyway, we should probably move on. <laughs> yeah,
0: right.
1: we sorry, sorry.
0: Yeah, you're 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 about edit, to, edit. You're you're about to give out more spoilers, Edwin. Oh, you are man. in big trouble, Mister. Hey. A- okay. You know what?
1: According to the internet, Edwin, load if it's up the- been two weeks. <laughs> Edwin. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. According to the internet, if it's been two weeks after the release of the movie it's no longer spoiler
0: unless you very much know that the person you're talking to still hasn't seen it you almost you almost gave me spoilers for mandalorian just a little bit ago
2: okay yes this this part totally is gonna be
0: edited out
2: (laughs) I don't, I don't
1: I
0: don't the don't only thing it. that kept it from being a spoiler is that I didn't even know that character existed. I'll probably forget by the time I get to it. Well, that's, so load up your music, Mister. <laughs> okay, what, load it up so what, we can what, shut up and listen. Oh there we go.
2: There we go. Yeah, nice transition the
1: of this meeting, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, so what are we talking about here?
2: <laughs> you call us, Mister. Oh,
1: I mean, that's me.
0: That's, <laughs> yes, that's you. That's what read, I was saying.
1: I can read the you show You load up your
0: music so we, me and Pam, can shut up and listen to you.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I see the show notes <gasps> now. Okay, all right. I'm all so,
0: flustered now.
1: <laughs> okay, so, my shut up and listen. All right, and I've noticed this um, quite. Li- quite recently, especially during, you know, COVID era, a lot of these online game services are giving away a ton of games.
0: Yeah, they are. And they're not
1: just like stupid old games from like the 90s or anything like that, that like, you know, that don't look good anymore because of high definition. No. Last week, Epic Games, this is just an example, Last week, Epic Games gave out Grand Theft Auto V, the latest Grand Theft Auto. This was retail back a couple years ago at sixty bucks, and it's still retailing right now at thirty. And that's just a standard edition. And I think they're giving away like the complete edition, including online. Hmm. And then we've got like other uh i mean they if you look at like epic games as like free games library they were giving away things like that that retail for like between nineteen dollars, like twenty dollars to thirty dollars you know it's just like there's a ton um e a is giving away a ton of games
0: I should see if they've got any sales on some expansions
1: it's hmm. it's just like wow like if you guys it's almost it's just like. This is anybody who wants to get into gaming. Here's your opportunity. Now, here's... grabbing some of these AAA games.
0: Here's yeah. what I think is going on. What I think is going on is the... Re- I think the reason they're giving away these games is to get new gamers. Because there's a lot of people looking for things to do at home. But they're giving away these games. And a lot of these games, I think, have downloadable content.
1: Yeah, and, Grand and, Theft Auto does have non. Yeah, content. so
0: so the microtransactions—they're looking to make money off the microtransactions, I think. But you can play, yeah, Grand
1: Theft Auto Five, yeah, without them, and it's such a good game. Yeah, and then what was I it? Rise of too? I mean, what was that? They, what was, what was that one I saw that was that? I forgot what house actually Ubisoft. I want to say it was Ubisoft. Um like gave away like rise of the tomb raider
0: woof wow
1: you know and i was just like wow like they're just they're just giving away the house here <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know cuz usually free games when you think of free games you know either a it's pay to play you know on a phone or it's going to be like an old game from from way back when that people don't really care about anymore. But they're just giving it away. As, I don't know. For whatever reason. But now they're giving away AAA titles. So I was just like wow. Like if you haven't. I mean look at. You know. Public service announcement. Go to these. If you're a gamer. Go to these different. Uh, online game services. And just. Just. Keep an eye on some of these games because I don't know if they're going to start releasing even more AAA titles. I mean, there's like mystery. Find out what the mystery game is next week. You know, it's that sort of thing. And I don't know. Just look look but, for these.
0: Yeah. And I, I think part of it is also, you know, if they get people going in there for the free games, they get people that are seeing their other games and they'll buy other games. Once they get started playing games, it's Could like, be. oh, hey, this game is fun. Hey, this game looks similar. I might like this game too, so they might buy
2: more games. I mean, well, if you're a gamer, you're
1: gonna buy games.
2: <laughs> it's something that could be up my alley for a person that's trying to get back into the gaming, yeah. uh, scene.
0: Yeah, definitely start looking at those those uh, game services and yeah, see if uh, see if one pops up free that'll that suits your fancy.
1: Yeah, even look even <laughs> look at like you know even look at the like PlayStation Store, um, look at, you know, Epic, Ubisoft, EA, Steam. Um, what that was the other ones? Like Blizzard.
0: That reminds me.
1: Battle.net.
0: Terraria just had just recently hit. I think it was either recently or they're about to have a major update for Terraria. Yep. Yeah. that's. I've heard that it's going to be really big. So...
1: That's an old that's a fairly Terraria old game, is old. a
0: fun one though. I like Terraria. Yeah, that's like I need to get back to it.
1: That's like uh that's It's like, side
0: scrolling man- side scrolling Minecraft. It is side scrolling
1: <laughs> Minecraft is i just to say.
0: <laughs> I, I I do like that one a lot. Um
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, um we should probably move on to our next topic.
1: Oh, hold on, hold on. Wait, I got uh, yeah. Hold so on. yeah,
0: let me tell you a thing.
1: Is that really a thing?
0: Hey, what'd you mean, my that? Edwin, you wanted to ask me about this one because I was talking about it earlier. Yeah, you were
1: talking about something I had no idea what you were talking about. Like, a lot of people would probably figure out right now, I'm not really, like, into the comic world. In terms of, like, not nearly as much as my two co-hosts here. Um, but Angela was talking about Justice League... Schneider cut? What is that? Okay. I is this like the director's cut?
0: Yeah. Um. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. I was hearing a. I've been hearing about it the last couple of days because I I go and visit the major spoilers Discord and I listen to some of their shows and um today I would let's see what's the date today friday, may twenty second I was listening to the recording of of the finally Friday show. Um, and basically the topic of the show today was the snyder cut of the Justice League movie. Um, because what happened was after everything was filmed, when after everything was compiled, and, you know, it was about to go into post post production and and, you know, get cut and and ready for release. Um the director, uh Zack Snyder, I believe his name is, he they had a family tragedy and he was like, I can't I can't finish this, I can't do the edits on this. I need you to find someone else to do it. You know it it was major family tragedy. So instead of Snyder's finish on the movie they brought in Joss Whedon Joss Whedon got his hands on it and he was like this is not the story I would tell with this so he, he went and refilmed some scenes and did the edits his, his way and um, so that's the movie that got released in theaters was you know Joss Whedon's edits so- of Zack Snyder's film
1: so this is like the, was it the um
0: the Donner the Donner cut? I forgot of, his first of name. Sup- Superman.
1: I forgot his first name.
0: The Richard Donner cut.
1: Richard Donner, Donner cut. Yeah, the Richard Donner cut of
0: Spider of, of Superman S- two. Of Superman Sorry, two. I. am a Spider Man fan. I'm gonna spout out Spider Man <laughs> whenever. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Okay. But like they were they were not going to release the Snyder cut, but there were, there were enough fans who were willing to sink enough money into a campaign to convince Warner Brothers to release the the Snyder cut that they are going to release it. From what I understand, they're going to release it on um, the HBO streaming service. Which one? They're actually consolidating the (laughs) streaming services.
1: Well, they're coming out with HBO Max. There's HBO Max, HBO Now, and HBO Go.
0: From what I understand, they're consolidating them into one service. To one service?
2: Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think it's into HBO Max. HBO Max. That, yeah. that
0: might be it. I can't remember what he said it was. I don't I, remember I, either. I know, I was just listening this afternoon. Anyway. But the Snyder Cut is going to be released on the HBO streaming service in 2021. Oh, from what I'm hearing, like if there there's about 4 hours worth of material. So, if they're not trimming it down and they're not finishing it off, you could end up with a 4-hour movie. But the rumor has it, I don't know if this is official or if it's just rumor, but there are reports that Warner Brothers is actually going to end up possibly spending twenty million dollars to finish up the movie in in the way that Zack Snyder would have finished it off.
1: So I've never seen the the, the normal Justice League. I yeah, mean... like
0: from from what I was understanding from from what um, Stephen Schleicher was saying on his finally Friday show um the no one really knows what the marketing budget was but if they spent just as much on the marketing as they did on the film they probably broke even because you know it didn't do very well here but it did really well internationally
1: is this the one is this the one with um will Smith and no, no, and wrong,
2: universe. Wrong, oh, wrong universe. Oh, wrong okay. universe. You're talking See? about Suicide Squad.
1: Oh, Suicide Squad is the one. Yeah, no,
0: this, this is the one that includes Superman, <laughs> Batman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman Aquaman, Aquaman, and the, yeah. Flash. No. No, I don't think the Flash was yeah. in. I, so this is the, the one Marvel.
1: with Jason Momoa as, yes. as Aquaman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, so this, yeah, there were, enough, there were enough fans willing to sink enough time and money into trying to get Warner Brothers to do this that Warner Brothers is doing this thing. Like the fans were were renting out billboards. They were ha- they were um, they had a hashtag trending, like we want the Snyder cut. I can't remember what exactly the hashtag is so but.
1: the fans were the ones who pushed the
0: the They pushed the and they studio pushed
1: host. hard. I've seen I've seen that a lot lately.
0: Yeah the there are some, there are some fan bases that are noisy enough that the the create the creators are basically like, well, we'll give them what they want and see where it goes. Like it's it's happened with comic books and the comic books that they they cried for ended up being brought back and failing again. Um, but this one, there's there's enough outcry that you know if they spend twenty million dollars, if it gets like even half of, of the people who were crying out for the Snyder cut to to subscribe to this HBO thing that'll basically make up what they're spending on it.
1: Huh. okay.
0: So yeah if, if they are actually spending the 20 million dollars to finish the movie, then then it if they get half the people who said they wanted to watch it, like to sign up and subscribe to watch it then they they will basically make up their money back
1: Cool mm. It'll be interesting to I'm... see the first Justice League the original cut uh-huh and the Schneider cut you know like what well, you know people were doing with Superman 2 Yeah
0: you know, to watch them side by Richard side Donner cut, yeah. yeah the I I think though this one it's basically going to have to be one after the other I don't I don't think they'll have used the same cut like the same the same selection of the scenes. Like you know, they refilm they refilm individual scenes several times to make yeah, sure they get the possible yeah. best possible things. Right. Like they might not have the same taste in which one was the best. A yeah.
1: hundred hours of filming gets you a standard feature film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, but yeah, but there's there's a lot of people gonna be excited about that, but there's there are kind of Jokes like you know if they're gonna if they're gonna do that maybe they'll do this and so yeah Stephen schleicher has got a couple of joke hashtags going just to see what happens with them um, <laughs> I I was amused um, I won't I won't go into them now because that's his joke but All right. yeah <laughs> but yeah he's he's at major spoilers on Twitter in case anybody wants to take a look. <laughs> Um, all
1: right so i'm hungry angela
0: we just had dinner hey we just had your dinner for our challenge
1: but regardless of the style
0: or type of restaurant they all have one thing in common and that is the serving of food it's still fresh but i'll take only what i need they've gotta last so, okay, let's rem- let's recall what our challenge was. Okay,
1: so last episode, I posed this challenge that we had to create an entree dish.
0: That did not involve meat?
1: Meat or soy. As in tofu. As in tofu.
0: Soy sauce was okay. Soy
1: sauce was okay. But... It had to be based on an actual meat dish. So, for instance, you know, vegetarian meatloaf, right?
0: Which I don't think any of us did. I don't think
1: any of us did that. No, no. That sort of thing, right? You had to take like an actual, you know, like what we think of as meatloaf, but you had to make it without using meat or any soy protein.
0: So, to, to kick off what we did, let's start with you this time, Pam.
2: Okay, so Jeff and I partaken in our own dishes, and we tried uh, each other's dishes. Um, also, so,
1: Jeff, Jeff joined on this?
2: Yes, but cool. he's not here.
1: Right. That's
2: okay. That's okay. <laughs> but, okay, so what I did one night was that I made some vegan keto sloppy joes, and... The recipe called for hulled hemp seeds and pepitas, chopped walnuts, tomato paste, garlic and onion powder, uh, mustard, apple see, uh, cider vinegar, um, shrimp sugar, and veggie broth. Okay. This, wow. Okay.
0: That's a that's a yep. lot of ingredients. So how yeah. did how did it go?
2: You know what? I I really liked it. When I okay, so Jeff Jeff tasted it and he said that it's very apparent that it has a very seedy uh taste mm-hmm. um and he with sloppy joe's i think he was looking for like a he likes he, he has a definite a definite texture. texture Yeah, and it doesn't help that he has a slight nut allergy to walnuts so, but but luckily he didn't he didn't react to it.
1: Oh, um, he
2: says, but he says it was pretty good. He would eat it again whenever we make it again. Um, when I tasted it, when I tasted it, it was basically a tomato version of kare kare, really? Filipino. So it
0: didn't exactly taste like sloppy joes. It.
2: Oh, I
1: kind of wish it,
2: I. It's. it's, it's it tastes like sloppy joes, but at the same time, it just kind of remind me of a Filipino oxtail, and that's so, my favorite dish. So if so, you put
1: if you put oyup or or on it, it little... don't.
2: <laughs> I'm not quite sure if shrimp paste and tomato paste met mix. The I can't idea... imagine they would. I <laughs> the idea of it was a little bit disgusting for me. But oh, okay. it does taste well with the potato chips, so there's at least that salty oh, there you go. version of it. And <laughs> we we just had it with regular burger buns, and I don't know. To me, to me, I would I would serve it to any of my vegan friends. It's also uh, gluten free if you serve it on lettuce wraps. So um, I, I, it was really good, in my opinion. Uh, so Jeff, because he didn't like the texture. I gave it like a fourteen. I gave it a sixteen. I I could eat this multiple All right. times.
0: Oh, what did Jeff end up making?
2: So and then Jeff ended up some grilling some homemade black bean veggie burgers. Oh, nice! So it's black beans, bell pepper, uh, onion, garlic, egg, chili powder, uh, hot sauce, and whatever breadcrumbs we use panko. Um, He liked that better than than my sloppy joes, Um, but when I tasted it, oh, I was not so. What this recipe forgot to mention that it was spicy. (laughs) So imagine, (laughs) so imagine those um, in an in an Indian restaurant. I believe they're called samosas. Yes, they're an appetizer that has a slight kick to it. Yeah. Uh, take it egg, take that speci- spiciness to the next level, and make it into a burger. <laughs> you, you basically get that. The texture of it was a bit mushy, but that's because it's black beans.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, you know, I might have liked it if if we probably just dialed down on the on the chili powder and the hot sauce. So but what... Jeff liked it.
0: <laughs> so but, what? <laughs> what did the d20 say for you guys
2: it was the reverse so (laughs) i would give it a 14 jeff gave it a 16 so all the sloppy joe leftovers are for me to eat jeff can have the rest of the veggie burgers and luckily (laughs) enough we bought our burger buns from like costco so there's a lot of burger buns to go around (laughs) wow nice so that was it how about yours
1: I will let you
0: go first. Okay. I ended up making actually um portobello mushroom burgers. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um there wasn't actually a recipe because I was mostly throwing it together, like, hey, this looks good. This looks good. I should add this. So um I basically um put some olive oil on the portobello mushrooms to get them to kind of cook nicely. Put some seasonings on it. Uh, I may have dribbled a little bit of liquid smoke because I thought it like it was cloudy. So I thought I didn't want it to rain on my burgers. So I <laughs> used a little bit of liquid smoke because I knew I was going to need that smoke. And I put some Parmesan and um, Provolone cheese on it. And, you know little bit of lettuce after it was all baked and you know warm like that put some lettuce on it topped it with some hummus and put it in some buns and i had a side of baked sweet potato with butter and brown Hmm. sugar okay how
1: did
2: it go edwin
1: what did i give it I gave it a fifteen, didn't I?
0: You tried to give it a fourteen, 14 because I tried not to, because I decided against the grill, but I added the liquid smoke. Like, Edwin, forget the mode of cooking for a moment. Yeah, And the you just is, changed it to a fifteen. Well,
1: here's the thing: I did change it to a fifteen because I did give that. But the thing is, is that it was okay. It was okay. It.
0: What I should. It was have, fine. It. I didn't chop up onions to put on top of it, and I should have sliced the onion because it definitely needed that crunch. Like, you know, there's there's a nice crunch from, from yeah. lettuce itself, but it needed the onion in it, and I, I didn't have the onion. The thing
1: about, the reason why I think about, like, the portobello mushrooms, like, any mushrooms retains water, and it was a little, it was juicy, and there was water coming out of it. You know, but it was also mixing with like the liquid smoke and whatever you put it on there.
0: There was hardly any liquid smoke in there. Yeah,
1: or whatever it was, but it's one of those things where I could taste it. If you did grill it, I could. I think it would have been better if you grilled it. Yeah, I know chance. it would have been. Better yeah, if because he had. Yeah, because you would have, you know, number one, you wouldn't have needle liquid smoke because you'd have the smoke, but then you'd also, re- like, dissipate some of that, most of that moisture out there. So it'd be more of a meatier, a meatier texture the. Hormone. And
0: it wouldn't have sogged up the bottom bun. Exactly.
1: So it, it was okay. I mean, but it also I, I needed I ate the it. onion. Yeah, I ate it. It was okay. Yeah. And, I mean, there's someone actually told me at. The, this, I was explaining the, the, the food challenge to a colleague of mine at work.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And she told me that there was a portobello mushroom burger at Hooligans, Hmm. And I'm kind of... Now I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can get that like <laughs> delivered or something like that. I never... I'll probably do it. I just want to experience what that one is, too.
0: Okay. okay. Now, Edwin, time for you to describe yours.
1: Mine was a bit complicated. Um... <laughs> But um, I took a blast from the past from my elementary school years and that's right. we I made Salisbury steak and
0: vegetarian Salisbury steak. vegetarian
1: Salisbury me? steak and it was involved. It took me about a good hour and a half to two hours to make this thing. and it it was it's basically made out of... Lentils, okay, and mushrooms with oats and, like, Worcestershire sauce and soy sauce and seasonings like sage and and thyme and garlic and all that stuff. And what you have to do is you have to chop up the mushrooms. You have to chop up. The you have to cook the lentils to make you know cook through Get them so you soft have to, enough to soft use. enough to mash you have to mash half of it and then you you have to pulverize to a flour consistency of the an oats and you mix all the stuff up and you put eggs in there as your binder and you form steaks out of this right. And then you make it. A... bake it off for like a half an hour, right, in a high temp, in a high temp oven. And then you're not done there because you also have to make the sauce, right? You can't have More Salisbury mushrooms. steak. Yeah, you can't have Salisbury steak without the the gravy. So that consists of vegetable stock, and let's see, vegetable stock. And mushrooms and onions and more soy sauce and salt and pepper, of course. And, and you have to you have to reduce like two cups down, uh, two cups to two and a half cups of, of uh, vegetable socks and reduce that down into like a syrup consistency. And you put a mixture of water and flour, and you make a gravy out of it and you depending on how thick or thin you want your sauce you keep pouring vegetable oil uh, vegetable uh, stock to it it was involved and it was, very involved. it was very involved and i did get this recipe i did sort of tweak this recipe a little bit from miamiveggies.com <laughs> so, so I I did tweak it a little bit because it was asking for like wine. It was asking I didn't have any of that stuff. So, um. Anyways, I want to hand it over to Angela and I want to ask her what she thought of it.
0: I'm afraid I gave it a thirteen. Oh, why it, so low? Uh, it was lacking something in the texture and yeah. Normally, in for me in Salisbury steak, there is the steak itself has a strong flavor and and the and the gravy kind of tops that off. This one most of the flavor was in the gravy and, and you know, Edwin says he put a ton of Worcestershire sauce in yeah. there and it took a lot of concentrating to even taste it and so yeah, it's it's like, I did
1: admit when I did taste it. It almost tasted like I, like, I baked a, a like a, I baked a, a mashed potato ball.
0: Yeah. It because was, it
1: was the lentils itself has is, is essentially like a bean texture.
0: Yeah. So and, it, yeah, it it was lacking in texture. So, um, like if. I think if, if it had some other vegetables in there to to give it a little stronger texture, I think that Fresh. probably would have helped. Like beets or celery. I I feel like it needed some more onion somewhere in there. It's,
1: I think I think the um, the sauce was good.
0: It needed MSG. <laughs> yeah,
1: the sauce was good. I thought the sauce was excellent. That the, took a long time. The sauce
0: was very good. Yeah, the that sauce took like a.
1: It took like a, like 15 minutes to 20 minutes to actually reduce that sucker down. Yeah. So. The,
0: the sauce was very good. It was the best part of the dish. Yeah. But it like. <laughs> it, it was involved. It was supposed to be about the Salisbury steak part. And but, it was like.
1: Eh. I'll have you know that I was going to do Angela's dish. Because I was like, oh, this should be easy. I'll just do, you know, a Portobello Mushroom Grill and whatever. And you I know? claimed it first. I and mean, she took it before I could ever see anything.
0: I claimed it first. <laughs>
2: And
1: then I was like, oh crap, I gotta figure something else out, right? So
2: <laughs> this
1: is what I come up with.
2: <laughs> you know, it's a good so. thing that you guys did those two recipes because Jeff doesn't like mushrooms.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everybody I mean, in, in the cooking world, everybody, you know, anybody will tell you that mushrooms is a good you know, it's a good replacement for because it has a meat texture, especially the bigger mushrooms like a portobello, mm-hmm. it has a a meat consistency, it, yeah, with a texture to it. Yeah. So that's where I always felt. That's when I when I thought about this thing, I was just like, I already knew in my head. I was like, I want to go with mushrooms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so.
0: I took the most obvious dish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she took the most obvious dish. So. Okay, so right. Evan. What's the next food challenge?
1: All right. Because you
0: wouldn't even tell me before this.
1: Here's the next food challenge. And this is inspired by um, a YouTube channel that I've been watching a lot lately called Jazz Townsend and Sons. And what this is, is he does historical cooking. Like we're talking about like 18th century over the fire you know, again
0: that's James Townsend and son
1: oh town yeah this is yeah. I see it's James J. S. I
0: know <laughs> but he he says it James
1: James Townsend anyways so the next food challenge is uh, inspired by his channel where you have to the challenge is creating an entree a historical entree right? And we're not going to go to the point of like you got to build a you know you got to build a hearth and stuff like that. Now we're just going to you know do it in our kitchens. And number one, you got to create. You have to find a. You have to find a historical dish. You have to tell us what the historical dish is. Why it's historical.
2: And see He's how it turned it out. He's making it
0: complicated on us.
2: Uh, Edwin it's... is a complicated character,
0: <laughs>
1: and see how it turns out. It's it's um it's just something that I I I kind of wanted to do just by just watching this guy create these crazy historical dishes of like you know like what George Washington would was, eat because it was in Martha Washington's cookbook
2: that sort of so thing. so <laughs> when you say historical, uh. Can you give us like a date range of like this year? Pre twentieth century. So older than the twentieth century. Older
1: than the twentieth century. Okay.
0: So you don't want like like war era meals or anything. Nope, like No,
1: no war era meals. No. Um, and you have to have a. And you have to have. You have to know. First of all, you have to. You know, like if you're going to create, if you're going to find a dish, a a recipe, and you have to, you have to tell us where this recipe came from, from what, you know, like if it's from a historical book or if it was like a thing you saw on YouTube and it has the historical, you know, aspect to it, like, where it came from, what cookbook from seventeenth century, sixteenth century, what have you? You can't just say steak and the cavemans ate this. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey <laughs> okay. Edwin. What? You know, uh, my family sometimes eat as, eats as a meal that probably came before the twentieth century. Yeah, but you
1: have to have a, you have to have an actual con- like the actual an actual date. She, uh, you have to actually have a where it has you have to find you know like this is. A 17th century uh, recipe that came from England give, and it I was written I can give by. you a
0: rough estimate. Probably, I just have to find a. I just have to request so a book. This is not to an get impossible. This is not an impossible.
1: This is not an impossible. Challenge. It's challenging, right? But it's not impossible. You have just a ton of resources because I was also googling it myself. Like, oh my gosh, like this is the, you know, like this is the the ice cream recipe that you know that this like place uses that was in Philadelphia in 1776. That sort of So, thing.
2: does it need to be American?
1: Doesn't have to be American. It can be German. It can be Filipino. <laughs> it could be, you know. <laughs> like this is you know this is a tribal dish from behold if you wanted to
0: just as
1: yeah. long as it's an antique recipe right yeah it's an antique
0: recipe okay then that's
1: <sighs> the challenge it's a it, this is might be a, a the toughest one but it's not impossible
2: <laughs> all right all right all right
0: okay I suppose it's time for me to tell you a story in it
1: Now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures.
0: All right, tonight's story, we're going to take you back to Everon, where uh, Pepper's found a new incarnation and some new companions. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but to this, the uh, star of this story is going to actually be her companion, Valen. Valen is a druid from is a druid elf from Valinar. If if you're if you're uh into the Eberron setting of Dungeons and Dragons, you'll vaguely know what that is, but Valinar is basically a country in the Eberron world. Um he he's not the smartest fellow, but he does have a very strong adventurous streak and a absolutely absolutely raging sense of adventure. He absolutely has to find a thrill. He's a daredevil through and through. Well, right now the characters are sailing from one destination to another to do some research for a university. Well, the ship is kind of a pirate ship, but that's another story entirely. Anyway, they're on this ship, and as they're sailing, the person in the crow's nest, who's basically taking over for Valen and taking a break, points off to one side of the ship and says, Sharks ahead! Sharks ahead! And the pirates... They're all excited, because if they can catch a shark, they're going to eat well. Valen, seeing an opportunity for adventure, says, Hold on, hold on. I'm going to ride one. Well. That began. That most thrilling sight. He He's getting ready to jump into the water. And... One of the halflings in the party decides he wants to join in. Like, Take me with you, I want to ride the sharks too. So so the halfling holds onto, holds onto his shoulders and he says, okay, hold on tight, into the water they go. Valen transforms himself into a shark to get as close to the sharks as he can, as quickly as he can. And this halfling is holding on tight And together they get closer to the sharks. Closer until they find the biggest one. The biggest shark they can. Now Milo, this halfling. He manages to successfully jump from Valen's back onto this shark who immediately starts bucking and trying to get him off. And Valen just barely manages to to get onto the back of this shark as well. He transforms back into his elven self and gets onto the shark. And the shark continues to buck wildly and swim frantically in circles and and eventually leaps into the air trying to dislodge them. Milo manages to hold on but Valen is thrown back into the water and as this shark is charging back toward him to take a bite out of him he manages to cast animal friendship and trick the shark into becoming his friend as so he successfully manages to to climb back onto the shark and command it to swim fast and straight and to- and together they stood up on the shark and surfed all the way back to the pirate ship and eventually the pirates uh well the pirates ate well that night but they went shark surfing it was fantastic
2: <laughs> can you please tell me that at some point in that whole surfing, somebody said cowabunga. Unfortunately, there was no cowabunga. But Man. there were
0: there were pirates leaning over the side of the ship like, hey, I want to turn too! I want to turn! None of the <laughs> other pirates got a turn. No. Aww. <laughs> but yeah, it, the... The end of that story was actually quite traumatic for Valen because he kind of made friends with that shark. And, well, <laughs> sharks are friends, not food. But they <laughs> ate the shark anyway. <laughs> Sushi. <laughs> wow.
2: All right. Uh, it, it
0: it was a fun session with that. Um, Ed, when do you... L- we're just about done, but you had a dis a little quick discussion you wanted us to have.
1: Yes.
0: So okay. Ominous.
1: It is so ominous, right? All right. So I just wanted. I've been hearing a lot of people predicting. You know, like, post-COVID, what will be around, what won't be around, and, you know, like, how the world is going to look after, you know, post-COVID. And I wanted to see what my two uh, co-hosts here think, like, predict the future post-COVID of, like, what... Uh, what their predictions would be in terms of what's going to be around, what's going to change, uh, what might not be here anymore, in terms of the geek nerd culture?
2: Hmm. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is movie theaters. Um, I do know that one of the biggest theater uh, chains are – probably not going to come back um but the one thing that i do wish that would make a comeback would be drive through theaters um uh, in minnesota i think there's like two of them and they are located out in the middle of nowhere unfortunately not by me um i didn't i don't even
1: know i didn't even know if there were actually any here in minnesota because it's I mean, there can only be open like half the year.
2: Oh yeah, because because of our snow. Yeah. Season. Yes. Uh, but I honestly think that you know that's the best way to practice social distancing.
1: That's true. Stay in your cars. Yeah. Watch a movie. Yep. They have to do something about the sound in cars, though. If they're gonna I, watch a movie. <laughs> I,
2: I, I was kind of hoping that maybe they would, with today's technology, that we we would probably like improve on that. Yeah. Um, Maybe have Bluetooth speakers that they could just place somewhere. I don't know.
1: That would be my biggest gripe because one of the things about having like a theater. One of the things about a theater experience is big screen, big sound. You know, I mean, you know, like there's a reason why like Dolby Atmos theaters is a thing. Mm -hmm. right? Right. THX, you know, certifications for theaters is a thing. Mm-hmm. Right, and
2: now the comfy chairs,
1: and the comfy chairs now. Yeah. So if I think if if drive-ins, it will come back. They have to do a lot of work to entice me to sit in my car to watch a movie with, you know, whatever mediocre sound system I have in my car. You know.
0: Or a dinky <laughs> right. little speaker that hangs out the window.
1: Or the dinky little speaker that hangs out the window in the olden days, right? So, right. yeah, I, I would love to have that experience to watch a, a drive-in movie, mm-hmm. to see a drive-in movie. You know, but, I mean...
0: It would take a lot for, for you to actually be willing to do that. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: I got a theater, theater system downstairs, right, mm-hmm. in the house. Right. And that's going to be a lot better than sitting in my car. Right. Watching a movie.
2: But that is a different experience in itself. It It is. Yeah. So... so Cool, Angela? Angela.
0: Okay. Um, I think one of the things that we're going to see either change or disappear, or you know, just struggle to get back up, is the VR experience places. Like, I I know you know you have space, you have to have that 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 room in order to move, but you're also sharing equipment that goes directly on your face. Oh yeah. Right.
2: You're no,
0: you're having true. you're having to trust people to clean those and you might end up touching things like to get it adjusted correctly for yourself. So there's there's a lot of close contact to get you set up. So I I'm, I'm thinking those will struggle and the ones that are basically VR rides those ones will also struggle because for those ones you're actually kind of sitting close together on on the simulators
2: and i think i think those that are like like those combat training places like the places that you can have nerf battles, yeah. the and, nerf like battles and the laser sort of the laser tag too yeah laser tag
0: yeah the i think i think things where you actually physically Wear something that other people wear. I think those places are going to probably struggle to come back.
1: Do do pe do stores? Remember, like I don't when VR came out and like PlayStation VR and and Oculus Rift and all those other ones like started to come out and started going to the consumer markets. Do. Do any of, like, places like Best Buy or the Microsoft Store... Because I know the Microsoft Store did this quite mm-hmm. a bit with, like, Ocu- mm-hmm. with Oculus. Not so Oculus, best, but...
0: Best Buy did have a couple of VR experience, like,
1: Yeah. Setups. Do they even do that anymore? Even pre-COVID? Are you
2: talking about, like, demos? Are you talking yeah, about? Like
1: yeah, like, demos and, and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah,
2: they actually... I actually
0: went last time I... Or, not last time, but... A while back when I was out with one of my friends, um, we stopped at a Best Buy, and they had a VR demo going on, and so she did it. Do. I, I, I said, oh, no, I think I tried it out, and it was, <laughs> it was a shark dive, and at one point, it's like, oh, I can't watch anymore. I can't watch anymore. Do you like
1: You saw a shark
0: dive? No, 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 a shark demo. A well, shark dive demo. Oh, well,
1: shark dive demo. I was like
0: Yeah, basically that's not really you fun. get you get put you you get put in a virtual shark cage and you just keep going deeper and deeper until you find the sharks. Oh, and basically like the fun. shark tries to eat you. <laughs> the shark does not successfully eat you. Oh yeah. You survive, you get brought back to oh, the yeah, surface. Can see. <laughs> la, la, la.
1: I can see that, how you would not like that.
0: Yeah, I got a little freaked out, and towards the end, it's like, I can't watch this. (laughs) Wow. But before that point, before we got to the shark, it was really beautiful and uh, and (laughs) amazing. It was a fantastic experience. Until the shark started rattling the cage and and decided to... (laughs) (sighs) Wow. Anyway, what's your prediction? So... And
1: I was thinking about this a lot lately, and two things come to mind in terms of geek culture. And um, one thing I think might not be around anymore, or it's going to change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, I think it's probably going to change. Yeah. Comic book browsing at comic book stores.
0: Yeah, you think so?
1: Because last time I went into a comic book store, uh-huh. people pick up comics,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And they look at it. How many comic books would you pick up, like over at like, the source? Many, many comics. Many,
0: many comics. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I agree that would change very much. I. Th- think it would take a while for the stores to actually allow the comics to get browsed like that again. But there's but... going to
1: I I would I would predict there's going to be restrictions. That's um, the thing. because it, it... Okay, go. Be, well, that or they're going to have to change somehow, especially like even the comic book stores within them themselves. I mean, they're already struggling to yeah, to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think many comic book stores will even make it post-COVID, unless they did something creative. Like I know, like certain like shops are, you know, delivering comics or shipping comics to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Creating an online store of comics, and we've already heard that there's like comic book, co- you know, like publishers that are holding back releases mm-hmm. for comics until this whole deal you know, unless, and you know, until like, in such a manner that they feel comfortable releasing them again. Right. So, even with that, you know, and you got like things like Comixology and yeah. right. and Marvel, the, the Marvel one, I don't remember Marvel it's Unlimited. called. Marvel right. Unlimited. That, I don't know if even comic book stores would even be around, or if they're gonna be around. I know like, perhaps one of the I'm sure like the source would probably I It'll think the source be will be, fine, they'll be fine because they do more than just comics.
2: Right. They
1: do games, they do mm-hmm. you know, they they host tabletop games. But in terms of like pure comic books stores.
2: Yeah. So um I'm gonna expand that idea and apply it to books. Do you think bookstores will then need to do the same revamp as comic bookstores? Then
1: they may have to be. I mean, that I don't know. That's will probably still be unless, uh, again, unless like, I mean, I guess my my point is that this is like before, you know, your you know, vaccination or eradication, you know, post, you know, like testing and, you know, and we're still adhering to social distancing, that sort of thing, there's probably gonna be restrictions. I know there's like many, many businesses are opening up again. And if comic books or bookstores, even bookstores, I'm sure there's gonna be restrictions. You know, especially for people mm-hmm. who, you know, because to me it's like it's it's like if you're touching and touching and touching, especially paper and, and smooth surfaces like book covers. You know.
0: Or things that are absorbent that can't be disinfected.
1: Yeah. I that's my well, they, I know like Barnes and Noble well, probably strongly even now. So like that kind of because they're the only they're the only like purely big box retail bookstore.
2: Mm. Well, oh, no, there there are there are there are um individual like independent bookstores too. Yeah I'm talking about big box. Um it all depends on how they revamp things. A lot of stores, retail stores in general, usually they just post their inventory in like their own website. And then what they do is that they just do curbside pickup.
0: Yeah, so it may be one of those things where uh, bookstores, maybe they continue curbside pickup longer than most other stores. It could For be me. that.
2: Or some other different way of... of- we, Either they deliver it or or something.
1: I mean it would be interesting to see if what happens after, you know, you know, when this whole thing is done, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if I mean we used to, you know, you know, Angela and I used to work at Borders and that was barely alive when we left. Yeah. So I mean, let alone like even like GameStop, you know? places like that yeah. that they were already struggling and to me it's like i don't i mean because number one it's it's almost like a double edged like there's so many things stacked against these like these stores now where you can get your games online now or at or at target or at best buy or places like that you can get your books on amazon and you know, or get it through, you know, other online services. It's almost like this is, I felt like there was, this whole thing has become like sort of like the last nail. And, or either that, or they're going to struggle well, I, and sort of like be on the tail end of that.
0: What, I, what I'm kind of thinking, we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, we'll see. My my prediction could be completely off in this, but I'm kind of thinking we'll see um, comic comic book companies release more like trade paperbacks, you know, the multiple issues all in one.
1: Oh, those big I, I,
0: Yeah, I, I think we'll see.
1: Anthologies.
0: Yeah, I think we'll see the anthologies get released a little more quickly because, you know, sometimes they wait a little while like, eh, yeah, we'll wait a little while. Hey, these these episode these issues are no longer in print. They've been out of print for several months. Yeah. Let's put them out in an anthology and now they're a collectible thing and you can just Put them all on your shelf. I think we might see the those anthologies a little more quickly. Or we might see bundles of different... We might see anthologies where we've got a lot of different ones crammed into one book. Like, hey, these are all the episodes that would have been released this month. Or all the episodes that would have been released this month. Or issues, rather.
2: And there's also... And I believe that there are... At least Barnes & Noble used to do this. They used to do sampler... Books, yeah, and it's a so. collection of short stories, and maybe there would be a comic book maybe. version of that,
0: or with, of a sampler, yeah. And if if they don't do something like that, you know, it could be something where they have they have the comic books pre-bagged before they even get to the store, so nobody's touching the actual pages, so it's easier to actually disinfect the the comic book covers. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be able to get a look at what's going on in it. Or it's but... going to be
1: like a museum, like a museum sort of, or archive place where it's like, okay, here's a box of gloves. And, you know. Yeah. It... Please wear gloves before you touch.
0: Yeah. But... So it, it could it could be that they get, the, the comic books get shipped pre-bag. Or, yeah, they could have the disposable gloves going on for a while.
2: Yeah. Or maybe it's just, maybe this whole COVID thing is rethinking of how we shop. Um, I know essentials are very hard to not want to actually shop at a physical store, like food and such. But when it comes to like, like books or whatever, what I can do is that I could sa- like read a sample of it. Um, my comicsology, I could mm-hmm. just sample all, all the new comics and that's how I know what new comics are doing. And then if I like it, then I would probably just order it and just pick it up at a local bookstore. Yeah. And a lot of, and it might might be easy to some, might not for others, but it's just that whole, oh, I'm going to check it out online first and then order it through a local store and then pick it up like right after work or something.
1: Yeah. QR codes on comic books. Scan the QR code. Here's a sample on your phone
2: that
0: would actually be really smart I think
1: yeah it would definitely be industry security for me so (laughs) (laughs) get (laughs) to
0: work and all that we should probably wrap it up anyway right. (laughs) music please oh yeah (laughs) anyway thanks everybody for joining us we had a great time um if you want to find us out there, um, you can find me
2: Angela at Pleasant
0: Doom on the Twitterverse.
2: You can also find me on Twitterverse at PandaCatDragon1. You got me also on Instagram, also at PandaCatDragon.
1: And you can find me on the Twitterverse as well. Sort of. Sort of. At TCityZedwyn. At Edwin. Um You can also find me on Facebook, um, Instagram. And you can find me on YouTube, where I'm posting videos.
0: Of the cooking challenges uh, that we've done. Cooking challenges
1: that we've done.
0: Well, sort of. Well,
1: sort of. We didn't do the videos for this one. But we did get some pictures. So uh, you'll see what we were making on Instagram and Facebook, probably. Anyway,
0: you can also find our... Our uh, Facebook page, uh, Legend Creators on yep. Facebook. You can if you've got any questions or if you just want to write to us, so we'll probably read your email on the show. You can email us uh dungeondiners okay. at gmail.com.
1: Yep, dungeon diners at gmail.com.
0: Anyway, uh, this has been another episode of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.